He's looking to break up with Dracula. Today I'm talking about Renfield. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about uh the recent release renfield which is i thoroughly enjoyed it um i think it kind of got middling reviews um but for me it is um you know the premise is obviously of dracula's handler trying to stand up stand up for themselves so uh that much is it that much is interesting uh but uh this is also not the quite the movie i expected but definitely a movie i enjoyed so without further ado let's get started anyone who knows vampires and vampire fiction is familiar with the concept of a well familiar the human servant of a powerful vampire who handles the household, transportation, and may even help their vampire truck track down humans to suck dry. It's a naturally dysfunctional relationship with an extreme power imbalance that can create tragic, figular, tra- tragic figures a la Let Me In, or play on sitcom Will They Won't They vibes a la Guillermo de la Cruz in What We Do in the Shadows. Renfield asks a very different question, though. What if the familiar wanted to leave? Nicholas Holt stars as Renfield, the long-suffering servant of the powerful Count Dracula, played by Nicolas Cage, who has been through an up-and-down cycle of his master's prominence, a blow-up, and recovery period for centuries. Finally realizing that he needs to change his life, Renfield seeks help from a toxic relationship support group and a heroic police officer trying to take on corruption in her city. So this movie surprised me in a very good way. I went in very cold, so I assumed that this would mostly play like a reverse rom-com, with Nick Cage as our scenery-chewing Dracula, and Holt doing the overly proper thing he does so well while talking about a creature that can tear people limb from limb and drinks their blood. Like a comedy sketch with Renfield and a support group expanded out into a movie. And while that element is definitely there, what I wasn't expecting was a gloriously over-the-top action comedy. See, aside from having doubts about continuing to serve Dracula, (laughs) Renfield's gimmick is that he's also an immortal, who derives superhuman strength, speed, and agility from eating bugs. As such, he's been trying to solve solve other folks' relationship problems by offering up their problem partners as Dracula's food via elaborately choreographed fight scenes that feature Evil Dead-esque levels of blood and carnage. And these scenes rule. They're well shot, really well staged, completely over the top, and aren't afraid to dive into cartoonish levels of violence, video game levels of violence, for fun. I wasn't expecting a movie where someone might use another dude's limbs as a melee weapon while giving a thumbs up, but it's a bonus. These action scenes are what put him on the radar radar of Aquafina's cop, who serves as his character inspiration to stand up to Dracula and entangles his and her journey together. What's kind of amazing is how the cast fits so perfectly with this absolutely bonkers tone, where everything is campy as fuck and played to the rafters. Nick Cage's Dracula is a good place to start. The main problem somewhat with somewhat infamous movies like Vampire's Kiss is have is that they're playing everything so seriously, so his wild rampages and odd line deliveries do not work. Here he may give you unhinged bits, but they're also in tone, and he's also strangely good at being a cartoon version of a bad boyfriend saying, oh, you're happy with your own life now, huh? And manages the and the rampages in fight scenes that come about later. 
Same goes for John Ralphio himself, Ben Schwartz, playing a smarmy drug dealer's son. Now, there's an understandable concern that this movie might have too much fun with its own concept, i.e. a support group saying their former or current partners are monsters, whereas Renfield's is literally Dracula. But I think this movie gets this right as much as it can. All of the people in the support group speak in generalized toxic relationship cliches that don't mention the threat of physical violence, and no one's trauma is played for laughs or offered up in offered up as a small thing in comparison to Renfield's more existential problem. The jokes played at expense of the group are more just how they don't really understand Renfield's situation or how one individual never seems to get to tell her story. Really, I think your appreciation of this movie is going to come down to whether or not you can vibe with its anarchic, nothing-is-serious tone where everything is a joke. And it worked like gangbusters for me. The verdict is, it's wild fun. Action-packed, bloodied, and hilarious, Renfield scratched a B-movie itch for me. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.